Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Oteil Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hi friends, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast quick hit from the Atlanta run. We're going to combine both nights into one run since that's what RJ did in his head. Um, I think he stayed at the venue the entire time. So um, RJ's with us. Hi RJ. Hey. And Jonathan as well. <laughs> Still there. <laughs> <laughs> RJ finally made it to the pit, so it's awesome. Yeah, I'm um, here. I'm, I'm laying underneath the row right now and no one's found me yet, so I'll probably stay here for a while. Cool. Did you use a tarp as a blanket? <laughs> no tarps. No, no tarps. tarps. Okay, cool. So, RJ, tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's awesome here. Um, I'm I'm in a I'm at my friend Liz and Peyton's place in Atlanta. It's like 70 degrees and sunny. It's been a beautiful 
weekend, like high 70, low in the 50s. So it's been like chilly at night and perfect, perfect show conditions. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I was thinking about it today. I think both of the shows, they weren't like that. You know how sometimes in two night runs, like one show is like, like you can just tell they're different sort of shows. I kind of thought they're sort of similar in a good way, except like last night was a little bit more of a dance party than nice, a Friday night, nice. but they were like, you know, kind of similar in, in, in a lot of ways and both just like really high quality stuff with, um, with a lot of good, good improv. I, I feel like they're super comfortable up there and, um, you know, some of the like cool stuff like last night with the 46 days, sneak and Sally, like that sort of thing. They're obviously having fun and just, um, they just seem to be comfortable and relaxed, you know, which is kind of key. Yeah. I would add patient in there too, which is really cool. I mean, it's like yeah. the three things we really want from them. You're kind of like, you're kind of expounding on our three night run, um, theory about how, you know, if, if they, there's something at the end of a three night run, maybe they're a little nervous in night one, or they're just like looking forward to night three or whatever it is. But with the two night run, I guess, um, you're right. Sometimes they're totally different shows or sometimes they kind of meld together and, and turn into a beauteous thing like it was this last Friday and Saturday. Some people have uh, suggested that really we're looking at four solid nights. Uh, you know, there was a night off or whatever, but four solid shows in a row here. Um, and I think that's worth noting because uh, Nashville was really good. And then to get these two right on the heels, that's uh, got a pretty good payback. And uh, good for you, RJ, for getting there. Yeah, it's, it's been great. And as you guys know, I brought my son with me and he um, <laughs> stayed with my cousins who yeah. never never get to see him and um so i got to spend a ton of time with family and now i'm spending time with my friends who also have a three-year-old and um it's just nice to combine fish um with uh with seeing family and friends and i i told uh, my friend Peyton here like this friday night we were in the pit um end of the first set and i i i told him which would probably was not surprising for him to hear like this is literally my favorite thing to do in the world like is be standing <laughs> here at a fish show right. and i I was reflecting a little bit because I'm in like the, I don't know, I think this is number 84 and 85 for me over, you know, we, we started what, 21 years ago, Brad and Jonathan, a little bit more than that. But, you know, just to think about like how many times we've made these treks in different ways and different, different groups, different permutations, different circumstances. And man, it's just so nice to be there. And I guess that's yeah. the whole thing about like thinking about last night, first set, like the funky bitch in the first set last night our whole section was just like, everyone was just like rocking, you know? But if you were to listen to funky bitch on the webcast or at home or in your car or whatever, like, yeah, it's a great song, but like just being there is just so different. And it's, it, it takes away some of the objectivity I think of that we try to impose on fish where it's like, what night was better than that night or that right, night right, right. Friday was better than Saturday, whatever. It's yeah. just, it's just different for everybody every night, you know? Yeah, man. Those are like old man reflections. It's really cool. Um, <laughs> no it's 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 totally true what'd you get there's to, being there is obviously totally different yeah what'd you guys think of friday night i thought it was pretty pretty damn great really um of course everybody's talking with good reason about the second set with the big down with disease ghost late right in the middle of the set and all of that and it was really good some good transitions good jamming i thought the first set was really good too it had a a bunch of good songs and they're played well. Uh, we got Mercury and Let's Go, which is nice. More closed that set and it was awesome. I mean, I assume you guys had a great time there. It was a great more. Yeah, yeah, more, more. You know, it's exactly like we were texting yesterday. It's like exactly what you would expect 
for I think that's the exact kind of placement we all talked about on our big boat review, right? Set closer, and it's just anthemic. Everyone's rocking, you know, pumping their fists, you know, and it's um the the band was clearly excited to be playing playing the new stuff. I have to say um, that it, it, you heard the general normal griping about like a set two down with disease. I've done it before. Um, and then uh, mm-hmm. a loving cup encore, but again, totally, totally different when you're there. I thought that down with disease was totally different too. It wasn't like 20 minutes of me. Oh it was like amazing. Um, and then the winter queen ghost in the second set deserves a lot of attention too. I thought, Oh my God. Definitely. So much between those two, between the down with disease and loving cup. I think every, almost every show I go to, they open the second set with down with disease, but um, you know, <laughs> you can't, <laughs> when that, and I got um. We should we should uh, mention the. I've never. I don't think I've ever gotten a, a reaction to a tweet like I did on Friday night when I at the oh, at the end of Down with Disease. They were just you know they were kind of doing some angular synth jamming toward the end, and I I tweeted that fish just went Humphreys, and man, so many people immediately responded and were very very upset um, or as upset as you are with you know on the internet, but. Um, which is super I thought upset. that was kind of it's just funny because it's um man fish fans are really sensitive maybe because we we hear so much that umphreys is always kicking ass and whatever i'm not even like a big umphreys fan it just kind of reminded me of of that style which i personally think is like coming from i've always wanted it this way like that sort of style seems to be rubbing off on some of their other it's pretty jamming. Broad, yeah. i don't know if that if you broad, guys yeah. heard anything like that but that's kind of what was, I was thinking at the time. I don't, I don't have the the times or or anything like that. But there's that point in that down with disease jam where Trey just kind of plays a chord for a while or a couple, and Mike just like goes off, and there's this like amazing, um, just him. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than like proggy. You know what I mean? It's like progressive, like bass mm-hmm. lead, which is I thought was like that's the part where I I knew that what you were talking about. It, it was really really yeah, awesome totally. sounding. Yeah. What do you think, Jonathan? Did that make sense to you? Like that, or that jam? Did it sound like it was new or different than than what we've heard before? I, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a different. It was a little different, uh, but I don't think it was completely, you know, off the map. Um, but that's not a bad thing. Um, I thought it was mm-hmm. an outstanding jam. In fact, um, I just I don't think I'm in any place to make a comparison to other bands. Uh, with respect sure. to what they were doing there, but uh, I, you know, they've been proggy before. They were proggy before I, I started seeing them, and uh, it's nice to see it come out of an improv section. Um, and I hope they keep whatever they're doing here. I hope they keep it up through the next weekend. Yeah, they better. Or else yeah, they're going to be you disappointed. Guys. Yeah. So yeah, the other right. thing I would, guys- I would point out about that, I, I agree that this isn't new to them, but I think Page's um, equipment, or you know, just his general setup now lends to this sound and it, it it adds a whole nother layer of amazingness totally yeah that's that's kind of what i was hearing for sure and live it's just you know their their sound you know their sound guys and you know their whole team obviously does a phenomenal job but um maybe that's why ween was pissed off that it takes them so long to set up or whatever but it, it turned the results are pretty great the, the sound is just it's just perfect when you're there you know and you can hear the the bike stuff that you were talking about, Brad, and Paige's kind of choice of equipment in these jams is just just great, man. It's um, it, they it sounded great, and the slave at the end of the second set, I don't know, something happened 
to me at least there's like it just um it was just like so so wonderfully uh perfect i don't know it's it's like the way that a hood jam usually feels to me um it was just man it was just yeah, it's a good point. perfect i don't know maybe that was just me but i don't know if the slave was like a, per- a really good slave compared to others but for me at the time it was just it was a it hit the spot it's a i don't think it was um much different than other recent ones it's just that emotive you know at the end of a a, a show when you've gone through all that like excitement and all that stuff and they just cool it down and and take you to that peak and it's like exactly what i'm looking for and i think a lot of people are so let's talk about uh night night two a little bit rj um mics to open um which is cool i mean different you know just like um the night before they opened with the song uh, heard the ocean sing and then played ACDC, which is usually an opener. So that, that you know, um, Mike's yeah, to ask is kind of different. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The um, I don't know. I, I, this is like a little bit, um, a little bit of a tangent. But the first night I was, you know, the first show of the of the tour that I got to see, I was with my friend Hayden, and I was kind of dragging him around trying to figure out where the best sound was and where the best spot was, and spent half the first set kind of bouncing around until we got on the floor. And I felt like the show on Friday night was sort of a little bit more in, introspective, I guess, than than Saturday night. But Saturday night, we're like in this row near our seats. My friends Liz and Peyton, we, we ran into Arthur and a bunch of other people who happened to be nearby. The lights went down and then that suddenly, like from the first notes of my song, that was the perfect spot for the whole night. And that's just um, sometimes sometimes if you look if you look too hard you're gonna miss it you know what i mean like yeah. i was kind of angry with myself for not not being satisfied just <laughs> where i was but that sometimes that just happens and last night we had a the aisle up in the first section and it was just it was just a perfect dance party the whole time from the from the start of mics to the to the end but um it was it was a crazy way to open because people were just taking off guard a little bit yeah for sure um and and they know it and they like it for sure um yeah. Anything else within that uh, first set that really stuck out to you? Yeah, I mean, just it's weird, but the funky bitch was just like so. Maybe just because it was so unexpected. I guess I, I, none of us were expecting it, and it was just yeah. it was perfect for everyone who wanted to just rage. And we had we had like a group of ten or fifteen people just kind of raging the aisle in a way that was probably weird for people who were trying to walk by, but awesome for, for us. Um, <laughs> and also, and the, the, you, could, you could impose the funky bitch in the mic song and that would be like normal, right? As far as normal yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I was, I thought it was really nice to hear waiting all night, which I hadn't heard in a while. And I really liked that song. Um, but yeah, the, the, the song selection I think has been, has been great, but I know a lot of people have been complaining, but I guess that's nothing new. Yeah, um, no, that is nothing new. But I, I agree with you, RJ. And I, I just want to highlight also the, um, the the bathtub gin, and in fact that little yeah. trio gin, rift, and stash uh, were Jesus. all three really good. Yeah, that's outrageous old, and um, old school. Old school fans it. love that kind of stuff. And I'm not calling you old school fan, Jonathan, but that's like that's a great middle of the first set trio. I mean, geez. Great. Yeah, um, Andy, yeah. Andy Greenberg liked like the stash particularly well. We were talking about how it didn't it didn't go major, you know. It just kind of stayed dark, and um, it was that's a good way to get your stash. Jonathan, what you what did you want to say? Oh, I I just want to say you know you could also include Funky Bitch as far as the uh, the old stuff there. Um, yeah, it was a good it's a good block of stuff. 
your pet cat was really uh, fun. Uh, I think you texted us something at that when they started playing that RJ. Uh, something that I don't I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was very brief and to the point. Or maybe you tweeted it that you really love this band, um, and I, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I like when they do silly shit. You know, it's just, it's yeah. So it's always it's always works. Funky silly um, shit though. I mean, geez. Yeah, and it was weird. They did kind of move the. It felt like the openers were the closers, and vice versa. Even the second set opening with Antelope, which was just again right. unexpected and a super fun way to start a start a second set. And then I don't know what you guys thought. Like the second set, it's sort of uh, again. This is a difference between being there and watching it or listening. But you know, I didn't feel like it let up at all. But I can I could see how people who weren't watching maybe or were listening felt like the Fuego Runaway Gym was kind of like people were waiting for, you know, the big, oh, the big jam. Um, I thought that stuff was money. I thought the Fuego was really good. Yeah. And Jim was really, really potent. Yeah. Even if it wasn't, you know, a 30 minute gin or gym or whatever, yeah. but you know, I thought it was really great. And then it took yeah, off. Okay, after. That was simple, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah no no quarter first. The, yeah. Oh, no right. quarter. Yeah. And simple. And, Brad, it um the the simple reminded me a lot of the simple that you and I saw at Dixon fourteen. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Same kind of you know, funky, jamming, dance party toward the end, but they they kind of slowed it down for a while, and I didn't know if it was going to go into. Well, I kept the whole night. I thought everything was going into what's the use in second set, but um, <laughs> but that's what it felt like for a little while and simple, and then they just picked it back up and just pushed it. And by the end, it was super fast, and I'd been noticing from like the Mike song and and other jams throughout the night like the jams were like a little slower um in a good way like Mike's was kind of slow it wasn't so I was like I wasn't expecting simple to like amp back up and it felt like by the end they were like going 100 miles an hour which is a pretty sweet way to to end yeah especially with the Sally I mean geez so I hope they save some for for Vegas because I was hoping for like a gym or a possum at least you know some one of their those little fun fun songs and um they let it all out this weekend i think i thought it was a they'll great, come around great again <laughs> you'll get hey you know play some songs atlanta atlanta was the first city this this tour that didn't get a petrichor right or maybe maybe they didn't play it in every other stop but i feel like right. almost right um, i'm no, surprised we didn't right. hear it yeah there's been no has there been a yem yet either no no i was we were waiting for it last night i, I thought it was going to be my my encore choices were first tube or YM. I was very you're half um, right. Lucky, lucky to be half right. So um, I bet half Patrick, right, our friend Patrick, half wrong as always. RJ, I meant to say about that simple. I bet our friend Patrick was super excited, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. He, he but he's always excited. He's generally know, excited about Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a good. It was a good run and. Um, I don't know. I'm just, as, as we all talk about all the time, it's just, it's not really, it doesn't really add any value to say like, Oh, this is the best. I kept like last night. I was like, this is probably the best show I've seen since like, and then I was like, Oh, since the last show I saw. So like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't even, I can't even put shows in order or like, I'm pre- you know, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. I feel so lucky to get to go and it's always so fun. And that's kind of like the bottom line. I think they feel the same way. So yeah, it's kind of a win-win, you know? Um, the South got treated well. The, the Nashville and then Atlanta, and um, we hope it continues. Obviously, 
Um, one other thing I wanted to clear up, if people are still listening, um, I Facebook message, <laughs> I Facebook messaged Fishman about like just that I think he's awesome, and it was awesome to hear him play Samson and Delilah because I thought he sounded amazing, and then also just that he sang playing in the band, and he like responded the next morning like, um, I didn't sing that song, and I was like, wait, no, but like the backup vocals, like right, the backing stuff. Do you guys disagree or agree that he was in the backing? It sure sounded like his voice in there. Who was yeah. it? Was it Paige? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Bobby like had his that's nose awesome. plugged or something. Um, but that's awesome that he so, responded to you. Yeah, I just. But then I was like, man, if I'm wrong, I look like a real big idiot. But whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that's what yeah. the, that's what the internet's uh, for. Guys, I'm excited that you guys get to go see fish. Next yeah, me week, too. Next weekend, pretty yep. sweet. I'm leaving. Um, I'm leaving Wednesday for cool. Reno for a conference, and then I'm gonna go to Vegas after that. It's the only time that Vegas is gonna look like nice, is when I, you go from Reno to Vegas. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so RJ, what what clip do you want to um, play or choose from the weekend? You could even maybe oh, you could get two. I don't know. There's there's so much. Um, huh, man, there's just too many. There's too uh, many good options. Um, <laughs> simple jam. I think. Um, Simple Jam, she could do the Simple Jam. I was going to say, it's between the, the the end of Ghost the first night was, was phenomenal, but but sort of, I think, what you'd hear in a lot of, you know, those kinds of jams. Um, yeah, let's play the Simple, and maybe maybe the, like, a two or three minutes of the Slave, and then and then part of the Simple. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. Or, or, yeah, we'll make it sound nice. Okay. Um, well, thanks for joining us. I know you're still with the family, and, and Miles, tell Miles we said hello. Jonathan, I hope you I have a fun time at the Pumpkin Patch. I'm here in, in Phoenix still, so um, we're bringing you the HF Pod Quick Hit from around the country. All right, yeah, that was a good time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. RJ, travel safely. Safe travels, RJ. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, bye. All right. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off Road Minivan. Every week, I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Mods to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course, provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.